Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Two Scene Podcast. Welcome back, first-time listeners, to the Two Scene Podcast, the podcast where two aspiring sports journalists sit down and talk baseball. I am your host, Tyler Foy, and alongside me today is my resident co-host, Nathan Lannon. And this past week, there hasn't been too much going on in baseball, but we definitely want to catch you up on everything that has happened since Wednesday. Right. It's been an uneventful week, other than the series we did talk about last time, which were exciting, but uh, beyond that, there hasn't really been much going on this week. I think think that's all about the scheduling, too. I think MLB likes to put more exciting series on the weekends uh, when people have more time to tune into the games, potentially, but... Yeah, I mean, this week has been okay. There's been some pretty nice headlines that have come out of it. But we do have to talk about on the day that our last episode was uploaded. We didn't mention it too much, but we did make a claim about the the Roberto Clemente Day. But Wednesday was Roberto Clemente Day. So, I mean, that was pretty cool to see that for the first time in MLB history, honoring, you know, what kind of guy he was, what the player he was. I mean, they have the Roberto Clemente Awards that they give out to a player from each team, but obviously yeah it's 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 the first time i think we've seen like a league-wide honoring of roberto clemente like it not just with the awards they give out but with just honoring him league-wide like every player like every team has some way of honoring him like it's it's definitely more than the roberto clemente award and it's really cool to see I had a lot of fun watching all the players, or well, not all the players, but specific players wearing number 21 to honor his legacy in the game, and he's going to be a person that lives on for who knows how long. I mean, it's probably 100 more years, 100 more yeah. years at least of Roberto baseball. Roberto Clemente, 100 years. He he, uh, he has the, uh, the importance and the staying power to have a tradition like this last that long, for sure. Absolutely. And moving from the Pirates legend Roberto Clemente I have wanted to talk about this because I thought the Reds were going to farm wins against these Pirates but what the heck the Pirates end up winning the series versus the Reds making them look terrible here. right I I feel vindicated I told you that the Reds didn't have it I told you that they that they weren't going to stick with it in this playoff race that eventually they would have some inexplicable losses down the line well i had the idea of the two game, two series versus the, po- uh, the Pirates. They do face them right. one more time this season uh, that they were going to be able to just keep winning games against them because the Pirates, I mean, they're fighting for laughs, I mean, right? Yeah, they're fighting for that first pick. But at the same time, like even losing one ser- one of those two series to the Pirates is catastrophic because I guarantee you the Cardinals wouldn't lose that series or, e- or even the Padres with how cold they are. But yeah, it's, just, it's definitely a significant blow toward the Reds wildcard hopes as they're now out of that second wildcard spot. And interestingly enough, the the Cardinals have overtaken everybody to jump into that second slot as of right now. Right. The Cardinals uh, end up with a five-game winning streak after, after the series yeah, they against swept, the Mets. Yeah, they swept the Mets in uh, the, first two, the first and last game in dominating fashion. The second game was pretty close, and the Mets did lead at the end and towards the end for a bit there, but uh, as usual, they blew it, and the Cardinals t- swept the Mets, putting the Mets' playoff hopes on life support and giving the Cardinals a breath of fresh air. Right, and other teams that are considered in the race are the Phillies, and the Phillies went up and faced the Cubs, and they had a pretty spectacular finish to this series where the Phillies won 17-8 to with a great performance by MVP candidate Bryce Harper. Some of us in this podcast room don't believe that Bryce Harper is a MVP candidate. 
I I don't think I mean I do think he is a candidate. I think that uh should I mean hell even if they miss the playoffs, I still feel like Fernando Tatis Jr. should be the NL MVP at this rate. Uh, it's definitely understandable why Bryce Harper would win it. He's had a he just had a very impressive season and is probably I think Tatis's biggest challenger. But at the same time, I give the Phillies less odds of making the playoffs at this point than the Padres do. And the Padres have, and even still, throughout most of the year, like in different pockets of the year, I think Tatis has been a bit better than Bryce Harper, but there's definitely more of a case to be made, especially after this Cubs series when he just played out of his mind. Yeah, no, I mean, he's been great this season. He's slashing a 314, 429, 628 slash line, and then he has a 175 WRC+, plus, which is extremely good, where league average is 100. Mm. So he's that much better than the average hitter in the MLB. And, you know, Tatis has been great too, but he also lost part of the season due to injury, um, right. which not like a crazy amount of the season, but definitely when he came back off of injury, he had like one home run in his debut game back and then Mm. he just went on a bit of a cold spell just like the rest of the Padres did at the same time which was really unfortunate for them but Harper had a great night uh the Phillies had a great night boosting their playoff chances Uh, the Phillies definitely had uh of NL East teams I think they had probably the best weekend I mean granted the Cubs weren't the Cubs who have just blown up since the deadline aren't exactly the toughest opponent they could have faced but uh, between them and the Mets and the Braves, they probably had the most success, especially because like because now I think with how cold the the Padres have been, I think I really think that wild card race could honestly come down to the Cardinals and Phillies at this rate. If the if the Phillies start heating up more, like if they keep this momentum going in this coming three game series against the Mets, which is going to be huge because I, I feel like this is the last chance for either team's playoff hopes. But if they keep that momentum going and take two or three games off of the Mets, then they really could find themselves in a great position towards the end of the month. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The Phillies are in a good position here, but I think they're even in a more competitive position potentially for the league division. I mean, the Braves aren't leading by a crazy amount. The, the Phillies keep taking wins and keep taking series. Obviously, there's only a few series left in the year, but... I mean, the Braves have some tough matchups, the Phillies have some tough matchups, and they're just going to come down to the wire as we move forward into the season. I want to move over, or shift our view to the American League, where the Jays wound up taking the series first the Rays in Toronto. We said that nobody yeah. wants a piece of these Blue Jays, and it the Rays, yeah. they only take one. They Yeah, the Rays only took one. I mean, it is true. No one's going to want a piece of the Blue Jays right now. Not even the division leader and the best team in the American League as it currently stands. But yeah, no, the Ray, the Jays just keep on the hot streak. They keep up the pressure and they are soaring right now. Well above that first wild card spot, making the last wild card spot a just a total dogfight. Right. And I mean... Once again, I mean, we keep talking about these teams because they're the ones that are relevant, but the Red Sox and the Mariners, they had their series, and the Red Sox end up actually winning the series, which super important that they did, but going into Game 3 and just watching the... Uh, I was following the game. I wasn't watching it, but just following how the game was going, going into the extra innings, I had a feeling that the Red Sox were going to drop the game, but instead they score six runs in the 10th inning and end up taking the game, and 
hopefully that gets some momentum for them. Obviously, if they were able to close the door and not even let go of run in the last inning, I'm sure that would have been better for the mentals of the team. But they do come up and they're going to be facing the Orioles this weekend. And they had a day off. So that travel day was probably really important for players to get rest in, get their mind straight for the rest of the season. And they got five games against the O's or sorry, six games against the O's to finish out the season and three games against the Nationals. So they got some really good teams that they can grind off wins off from, but they do face the Yankees for a three-game series at home, which the Red Sox have been pretty good against the Yankees this season early on. So it's going to be an interesting series. The whole playoff spectrum could really lie, for at least the American League, could really lie on those three games. Right, it really could. Uh, the Red Sox, I mean, the really only tough opponent the Red Sox have left are the Yankees and the Mets, maybe. Like, the Mets could maybe provide some difficulty, but the Orioles and Nationals shouldn't be a problem for them at all, which does make it interesting, which does make that wild card race interesting because if the Red Sox have an easier schedule down the road, down this last leg of the season, they could find themselves much closer in contention for that last wild card spot. Right. And the Yankees did face off against the Orioles this past weekend. So the, a lot of Orioles being uh, mentioned right. in the, against all of these American League East teams. And they ended up winning the series, but kind of not in the fashion I expected them to. They almost dropped the first game of the series, and then they had a come-from-behind victory. And then the O's actually stole a game off them to end the series. So it kind of um, right. evened out after, after the full series. But the Yanks didn't look extremely strong against the O's right I I mean mean, they did what they needed to win they needed they did what they needed to do to win against the Orioles which against a team as bad as them is basically nothing but at the same time it's like no none of their they didn't I agree they didn't look particularly strong against the Orioles and I got to imagine that having the Orioles sneak that last game off of them has just got to leave a bad taste in their mouth Mm-hmm. like it's absolutely yeah. and and i i hope i hope it does i hope it does for <laughs> yeah. the rest of for the sake of my team but they are the yankees they're so hot they've been so good and i mean they had their cold spell i still believe that they were heating up but hopefully some sort of momentum shift can happen for them but i wouldn't like to see it yeah no n- neither would i but you know like the yankees don't have the hardest schedule down the stretch either because again, every team left in the AL East does got to play the or- does have to play the Orioles again, which for teams trying their hardest is basically free win or basically free wins. I mean, they've been getting they such been. easy series. I mean, they went from what they went Twins, Orioles. Right. They're gonna face the the Rangers this right. weekend. No, wait, sorry, they're gonna face the Indians this weekend, and then they're gonna face. <laughs> the rangers after that i mean they got some really easy teams that they're facing off against so it should be interesting to see how many games they can actually take and those are going to be vital for their playoff chances right they're really gonna get they're really gonna get a huge break down the stretch here which will which i think will put honestly this wild card game or this wild card race really could come down to that very last series between the yankees and red sox well it's not the exactly the last series but the last series of the season yes i understand that yeah it will come down to that and it's going to be very, very intense inside uh, of our uh, our room here. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to be stressing very much so. Right. I mean, having the season end at the hands of the Yankees has got to be just like a knife in the back. But what's worse? I, mean, uh, I know this perspective or this point of view is probably improbable. But what would hmm. be worse? Would it be losing the chance in the season? Or would it be losing a one-game wild card to the, to Yankees? the Yankees? Oh, 
I don't know what would feel worse. I mean, like, I mean, well, think about how badly Red Sox fans or how much Red Sox fans would hear about it versus that. Like, if they lost in the wild card game, oh, then God. I. F- then I feel like it, the Yankees fans would like recount it more as like, oh, remember that year we beat them in the wild card game? That was great. But also, like, it, it'd be more, it'd be easier to ridicule the Sox if they didn't even make it that far. If yeah. they're Yankees fans. But then again, it's more forgettable that way, I feel like. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> oh, God, it hurts. I do want to mention a fun statistic that I found about the Orioles and the American League East. If the Orioles didn't exist in the American League East, which is a situation that we don't get to see, yeah. uh, the Rays would only be two games above the Red Sox, <laughs> the Blue Jays, and the Yankees. The Rays have won 18 games versus the the Orioles this yeah. season, which That's... is actually 20% of the wins that they have up to this point. Yeah. 18-1. and one. They went 18-1. and 18-1 and one against the Orioles. 18-1 and one against the Orioles. That's just... Like, even for bad teams, not even getting a second win against a division opponent just feels impossible. But the Orioles just keep finding new ways and new streaks to break in terms of losing. So it's just kind of it's kind of hilarious that the Rays have just gotten this huge opportunity to right. farm wins off the Orioles and have this giant division lead late. Which is which not which isn't to say that other teams in the AL East haven't dominated the Orioles this season. They absolutely have, just not quite in the fashion Tampa Bay has. No way. I mean, imagine if they went nineteen and zero against those. <laughs> I mean, that would have been crazy. That How been sad insane. would that be if you like you play twenty games again? Let's well, say you play 19. 20, 19, 20 games against a team in a season, and you don't even win one. Ugh. Not even one. Not even one chance out of twenty. That just feels absurd and impossible. Luckily, I am are. not an Orioles fan. Yeah, that God, that God. sounds just awful. <laughs> but another team that isn't exactly successful, but did have a does have a star on their team this season are the Kansas City Royals. This is going to be the last point we break down before we get into our weekend scope. But Salvador Perez, my God, he's been good this season. He boosted his home runs up to forty five on the season, tying Vladdy Guerrero Jr. for the lead this season. And not just that. He tied Johnny Bench for most home runs hit by a catcher in a single season. So watch out for that this weekend for the Kansas City Royals. You might see some history here as Perez breaks the home run single season record. Right. I I feel like at this rate with this many games left in the season, I feel like Salvador Perez has got to break Johnny Bench's record. But uh, this home run race is pretty good. Do you think I don't know? Do you I don't know who to bet on between him, Guerrero and Otani walking away with the home run lead at the end? Uh, my I want to bet on Otani just Me because too, of how but he's spectacular been not he's great. been. He's not been hot like Perez or right. Guerrero Jr. since before All Star break. I mean, I also want to root for <laughs> Otani. He was my MVP pick going into the season. If he leads the league I in mean, home runs, that just adds to see, his his bid to get MVP. I want to root for Vladdy Guerrero Jr., but I also feel like Shohei is the safest bet. But I for home run for lead home or for run, MVP for home run lead. Well, I definitely think for MVP. I think I, he's. I don't. Think, I think. I, I don't. I think he's run away with it. I don't. Think, in my eyes, he's run away with MVP at this really? point. Really? But I don't think uh, Otani. I don't, first off, I think the conversation is very much open. I think. Otani has maybe the worst chance of getting the home run lead as he's now one home run behind and the other guys are heating up and he hasn't hit a home run for a few days, maybe even a week now since he got number 44. 
So, I mean, maybe he's due for a hot streak, yeah. so you can make that See, that's case, what I'm but... thinking, is, like, he's due for a hot streak because I haven't heard... I mean, the amount of times we've heard Shohei's name called this season in highlights is insane, but I definitely think that he's due for another... for a hot streak... a hitting hot streak soon, just because, like, it's been... It's been too... It feels like it's been too long with... Right. How, like, with how good he is. But if like, Vladimir you're wait, Guerrero You're just Jr. waiting to hear his name called. Right. But if Vladimir Guerrero Jr. wins... The batting title. Right. He wins the home run lead. I don't know if he's going to catch the RBIs, to be honest, but if mm. he hits more home runs, then yeah, he has a really good chance of catching the RBI lead and get the triple crown. I mean, if you, I mean, let's put up a hypothetical. You have Shohei Otani, who had a great season on the bump and a great season right. on the on the other side, and then face off against a person that has a potential triple crown on his in right. his sights. I mean, it's like, how what do, do you... you pick between that? Do you pick the guy who is having like a season pitching where he's like nine and one with a two point nine ERA? Okay, he doesn't. Or... Does he have a two point nine ERA? I think so. That's what I. I don't know last. what his exact statistics but are, but I mean, either I mean, way, he's been he's, great. Either way, he's having a fantastic season on the mound, and he's having a, an excellent, excellent season at the plate. Or do you pick the guy? Do you pick the guy, the dual threat, or do you pick the triple crown here? Like I just, oh, it's so difficult, yeah. and I think we have to save that discussion for when the season finally comes down to an end, and that will be a, a de- heavily debated topic in this room right. for uh, for that episode once we come down to award winning. But I do want to talk about the current, what we are living in right now, the weekend scope. Let's get right into it with the best game that you guys should be paying attention to. For the weekend, Padres face off against the St. Louis Cardinals. Both teams fighting for that last wild card spot in the NL. So, I mean, it's going to be huge. I mean, this has got to be one of the most pivotal series for both of these teams coming down the stretch here. And I'm not going to lie. I think Cardinals are going to blow them out of the water and win this series because Wainwright, which we talked about ah. last season or last episode, was super good up blow to this them point. Out? Arietta has a 7 ERA, Darvish has like a 5 ERA, and mm. they haven't even announced who's pitching, uh, or well, whoever's pitching today, sorry, Velasquez right. versus Mikolas, I don't believe that either one of those, like, either one can win that game, but I think Wainwright wins at, on Saturday, and I think Arietta loses on Sunday, which means the Cards mm. take the series. Oh, I think the Cards will take the series, too. I just don't think it'll be, like, a blow. I don't think the Cardinals will blow them out of the water. I think it'll be a close series. I can definitely see San Diego taking a game off of the Cardinals. However, like, I definitely see Wainwright winning that pitching matchup. He's been one of the hottest pitchers in the league since the All-Star break. He is uh, He's he's uh, reviving the form more than ever. He's been pretty much unstoppable since then. Like, and with how cold the Padres have been and with momentum, obviously, on the Cardinals side after a five-game win streak and a sweep of the Mets, I feel like the Cardinals are going to come in guns a-blazing. But I also think, and and that could just end things for the Padres, but I also don't think it'll be a blowout. Like, the Padres I mean, will definitely take a game No, I mean, with all of that talent. The Padres did split the series against the Giants, which was really important right. for them. But after this series, I mean, the, uh, the Padres have to face off against the Giants again. So, I mean... <laughs> This so much lies on this game. I mean, if the Padres do end up taking this series, it's going to take a lot less, lot more pressure off for them entering the Giants series. But, whew, I mean, it's, yeah. it's going to be huge. If they take this series against the Cardinals, they could realistically aim for just a split against the Giants. 
and it wouldn't even be the end of the world. Because if you split against them before, that's fine. I feel like that's better than they were expecting with how cold they've been. Then if you take the series against the Cardinals, suddenly you don't really need to play heroic out of your mind against the Giants. You just need to play well enough to survive. Right. And the other teams that are in this competition are also the Reds versus the Dodgers. And I, I got to put this out there that this is another huge series because, the I mean, they're both competing for, one's competing for a division lead. And the top wild card spot, which right. they've already pretty much, they've already secured, but they want to go for the division lead, and then the Reds are trying to fight back into that second wild card spot, and they have to face the best team, one of the best teams in the major leagues, the World Series champions, the Dodgers. And on Friday, which is tonight, Castillo goes against Bueller. That's going to be a pretty good game right. because Castillo's just had such a weird year where he's getting a lot of decisions. But they're all losses for him. But his statistics <laughs> yeah. don't say he's been his the, one of the worst yeah. pitchers in baseball. His statistics wouldn't lead you to believe he's been awful. But uh, he's he, not been good. Definitely right. not. Well, but he's I not mean, been good. But he's also not been like the worst thing ever. Like he's still been a he's still been an okay starter. But his statistic it's it's weird. But uh, it's definitely a pitching matchup to watch. Uh, Max Scherzer versus Sonny Gray. That's going to be another big I, one. Yeah, uh, I honestly, Scherzer's so yeah. good right now. Scherzer is so good right now. It's going to be difficult for the Reds to get anything off of him. I mean, everybody has their off days, though, which I'm sure Cincinnati right. fans are really hoping that Scherzer can goes I mean, out there. That's and all they can really do bad is game, cross but... their fingers. Because, I mean, in, in all honesty, the Dodgers rotation just kind of completely outclasses Cincinnati's. And when it and when you're comparing bullpens, like I feel, I almost feel like I'm insulting the Dodgers by comparing them because it's like the Reds have one of the worst, most atrocious bullpens in this league, and then you have the Dodgers who have a bullpen that, while it's not the absolute best in the league, has been a pretty nice, well-oiled machine. Like you have, like it's gonna be like I, I genuinely, I don't know if I see the Reds taking a game off the Dodgers. I don't know if I see it either, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a really difficult task for them. But their best chance is actually Sunday when it's Kershaw versus right. Miley. That's extremely I, it's, strange. It's insane to say. how it's in, it's insane how the Reds' best chance to take a game off the Dodgers is when Clayton Kershaw is on the mound, or just like, saying that's... when Wade Miley's on the mound. Because I mean, <laughs> yeah. he has a two point nine seven ERA. Last game was his was one of his worst starts. So. That's uh, you have to take that into account. He let go five runs in his last, well, not his last start. Well, no, it, his last start was his worst start. He let go six runs against the Pirates, and then the previous start before that, he uh, had a good start against the Cubs, and then before that one was a bad start against the Cardinals. So I mean, he's in a shaky situation right now. He has a three point oh nine ERA. I want to correct that, and mm. he's been their best pitcher up to this point. So it's going to be their best chance to win. And best time to take a take a game from them, but they, they just I don't think they do. Yeah, I I just don't think it's in the cards for the Reds this time around, especially because I I mean like the batting I mean the batting for the Reds has been hot this year. That's that's a very plain observation, but like when you're comparing the pitching staffs of the Dodgers and Reds, it's it's really just not a contest in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Like it, it like if if assuming all bats equal, the Dodgers should run away with this series and just add to that in that uh mounting first wild card lead and, which and they've already secured anyway but it i guess just for bragging i guess just guess for bragging rights and brownie points yeah and, and the nl has been is has so many good matchups this weekend and especially for those contending teams the phillies face off against the mets 
Obviously, this game's huge. This gonna game is going to be in New York. Sorry for the stutter right there. <laughs> but the game is going yeah. to be in New York. And I think you could talk more about this series right. as our resident Mets fan. I mean, but... yeah, it's pretty much the last... I feel like this is the last chance for either of these two teams if they want to make the playoffs. If I, if anything goes wrong for either of them, I don't see them getting back in it. Because with the car- because with how hot the Cardinals have been, they could- they're probably going to overtake that. They're probably going to... If they succeed this weekend against the Padres, then they'll be in a lot better position than if the Phillies uh, t- lose a game or two off the Mets. It's going to be a lot harder to cover that ground, not to mention, and with the Mets, it's just like, this is it. You lose here, the season's over. I mean, there's not really much else to say, because if you lose here, you're, what, they're 72 and 75 now. They'd be 72 and 78, assuming they get swept, and then there's no hope of coming back. Yeah, then I mean, you gotta because then you gotta overcome the not only the Phillies but also the Cardinals, Padres, and Reds, which is just impossible. I don't know if this exact series is going to determine their their playoff chances here. Right. I mean, it's gonna have heavy not mathematically, impacts, not yeah, not mathematically, of course, but like morale morale wise and honestly, just realistically, the loser of this series is gonna have a lot harder of a time making well, the playoffs. The Mets just got Even, swept, and the Phillies yeah. just came off of a game where they won by nine runs so i mean that's gonna be definitely a part that plays into is the mets need to bounce back and the phillies need to carry their momentum so the mets get to do that though at home and before going forward i do want to mention that the red series is going to be in cincinnati and the padres cardinals game is going to be in st louis right and then you and you've got some pretty and with the phillies and mets series you've got some pretty good uh potential pitching matchups taiwan walker faces zach wheeler tonight for the first game of the series and it's going to be – and Taiwan Walker, who did get an all-star nod this year, albeit as an injury replacement, has not been the same pitcher since the all-star break. He, his ERA has taken a nosedive. And while he's and while he's still been a capable starter, he hasn't been all-star caliber, whereas Zach Wheeler is a, is pro, is a leading Cy Young candidate at this point. Yeah. So the Mets are going to need an all-star caliber effort from Taiwan Walker if they want a chance. And then Aaron Nola versus Carlos Carrasco. It's just, again, I feel like the Phillies rotation with how banged up the Mets have been and how inconsistent they are versus guys like Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, it's just not feasible mm-hmm. that Carrasco right. and Walker are going to win those matchups. I mean, I, I, I may have very little hope left, but, you know, it, it just, I mean, the st- the numbers, I don't think, lie here. And then the Sunday night matchup, you have Gibson versus Rich Hill. So, Isn't that the matchup everybody wants yeah. to watch on Sunday Night Baseball? Woo! Yeah. The, the big, huge matchup of great all-star pitchers, Rich Hill. And it's just, it, I don't know. I, I feel like either way, uh, the Mets season is is pretty much over. Because then, after, even if they make it out of here versus the Phillies, they got to go to Boston to play the Red Sox in a two-game series, which is going to be tough. Right. It's and, just It's just been a disappointing year all around. But yeah. With the Phillies, I, I I think the Phillies are going to take this series. I think maybe I think Rich Hill can win that Sunday night matchup, but beyond that, I feel like it's just going to be a loss for the Mets. I'm gonna agree with you right there. I think the Phillies do take this series against the Mets, and it's gonna be it's gonna be huge for for them to carry that momentum and see what they can do as they move forward. But finishing out the National League fun games, at least the fun games right. in the National League, is the Braves versus the Giants in San Francisco. Braves. 
trying to hold their division lead and the Giants trying to hold their division lead facing off against right. each other. Very different teams in terms of how many wins they have, but both right. playoff contenders, both World Series right, contenders right. at this point. So Yeah. I mean, they're both holding on to increasingly slim division leads with the Dodgers taking more games, get, gaining ground in the Giants. And then the Phillies coming off the nice series win against the Cubs and then have and then this coming week they they're up against a wounded Mets team in city in Queens. I, if they take that series and the Braves can't handle the Giants, suddenly the Phillies are right there for the division lead and suddenly the Braves are going to need to do some more are going to need to do some more heroics to get back into the playoffs. But uh either way, I I feel like if the Braves can even take two games off of the Giants, then they should be fine for that division. Ooh, that's going to be really tough for them. Yeah, I but mean, that's a tall, tall order. I can see them winning on Saturday because the Giants haven't even announced their pitcher that's going to be on that day, and that's right. Charlie Morton Day for the Braves. They have 13-5 and five Morton going out there, so that's going to be a good, good opportunity for them to get a win there. Ian Anderson versus Logan Webb tonight. I mean, I talked about Logan Webb being a breakout player for them just right. last episode, so I think I'm going to... Hold tight with my stance on Logan Webb and say he's going to get that game. And then you have Sunday, which is... And then Sunday, they have a game of Freed versus Disclafani, I think is how you pronounce yeah. it. And that game's kind of like a... I think that game could go either way. So I think it's going to be All a right. good series to keep your eyes on. I wouldn't say it's the must-watch. But it's something that is very competitive for this weekend. And when you compare all those games to the Nat to the American League, I mean, the American League are just weak this week, right? You know, it just, it just like you. And in terms of the American League, you, could, you don't really have a ton of intriguing matchups. Yeah, let's let's run like, through I them mean, really yeah, quick. Yeah, we can run through them really quick. I mean, the Twins are going to Toronto to play the Red Hot Jays this weekend. That that shouldn't. It's a quick two game series. It shouldn't really be that much of a contest i mean the jays have been white hot they just took three games off the rays and they're probably going to continue to do the same against the twins there's no really no real reason they really shouldn't yeah and then the cleveland goes to play the yankees in new york and the first game you have Plezak versus kluber Plezak, he's been on the bump three times during no hitters this year kluber has pitched a no hitter this year could we see another no hitter here who knows Every single episode, we have to have one no-hitter yeah, prediction. We gotta predict one. Sorry, um, it fits our quota nowadays. Uh, Corey so. Kluber. I mean, didn't... Yeah, I mean, Corey Kluber, he could go for two. Why not? Why not? Uh, <laughs> he he could, could. He could go for two. I think he will. I think I'm, any game right. that Zach Plezak starts... Sorry, Zach. It, it's just gonna happen again. He's I, just the no-hitter It's guy. out of our control. We're just saying what's gonna happen. We're not actively making it happen. We're right. We're just no. saying that it is because yeah. we observe it, you know? Right. So it's unfortunate, but I think Corey Kluber might have a no-hitter. <laughs> <laughs> and then on Sunday, you have Eli Morgan versus Garrett Cole. The only reason I'm mentioning that series is because Garrett Cole is going to be on the bump. So you guys, you know, he's got an easy win there for yeah. the Cleveland Indians. But hopefully, hopefully, the Indians take that series and they beat up the Yankees in a right. crazy fashion that we won't ever see ever again. Right, just just a once in a lifetime random sweep that just shouldn't have happened. I think that'd be really funny. And then the Red Sox are going to be taking on the Orioles this weekend for one of their last two series against them. And Sale's going to be on the bump tonight, coming off of right. his COVID stint. So that's going to be great to see. I want him to do well. Obviously, Pavetta also coming off of the 
COVID IL going to get a start against the Orioles. I like that both of them are getting their starts against the right. Orioles because they're a, be- a better team for them to get those like yeah. innings back. You don't I want guess. them to start back up against the Mets or Yankees who right. are significantly better than the Orioles. So that just makes sense. I mean, the Orioles probably won't do much. I mean, I, I will say it seems like the Red Sox are finally having some life breathed back into them. Between getting Sale back, Pavetta back, you're getting, I think, Xander Bogart's back. He's been back, yeah. He's been back, yeah. yeah. It's like the Red Sox are finally feeling some kind of life in the in their clubhouse yeah and then on sunday Ivaldi goes out there and Ivaldi for the last six starts has been a really key pitcher for the for the red sox going like five and one with a less mm. than two era so i mean Ivaldi's been good um he's, he's been he's an all-star and right. finally he's showing why he was an all-star earlier this season the bullpen is still the red sox bullpen though so it's going to be a rough series, no matter what. Apparently, every right, single right. series is going to be rough. The Athletics are facing the Angels. I mean, that uh, could be good, I guess. I mean, they're relatively in similar competitive spheres, I guess. I mean, not really, but that's going to be in LA. It's by less the way. of a it's less of a snooze fest than if they were facing the Rangers, I guess. And then the Mariners are going to be facing the Royals, and the only reason I put that there one because the Mariners are in the the competition, right. but. Once again, follow that game. See if Salvador Perez makes some history, catcher history specifically, right, right. and uh, does something spectacular with a crazy season that I don't think, once again, we saw anybody seeing Salvador right. Perez being one of the better hitters no. in baseball. This, I mean, that, that series is just a microcosm of the surprising seasons both teams have had. I mean, the Royals haven't been good at least much, which isn't really surprising. But Salvador Perez suddenly coming alive to lead the league in home right. runs, that's definitely surprising. Uh-huh. The Mariners having a not great run differential, yet still being uh, right there in the wild card race this week so far, like in this last leg of September, is pretty surprising. But I, I feel like that could be a good series, if not just to watch the Mariners somehow succeed some more and Salvador Perez build on his home run lead. Yeah, I think I well, he doesn't have the lead. He's yet. tied for it. He's tied for it with Vladimir Jr. But definitely look into it, and and maybe you'll see a highlight reel that you can remember for a long time. Because how many other catchers are going to hit forty six home runs in a season? Right. I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's never happened before, so, so. probably not many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be yeah. a good one to watch. But moving from the weekend series, as we do upload um, on wednesdays so we do got to talk about what's happening to start out the week on monday the reds are going to be facing the pirates again can they start grinding those wins they should win this series this time i, I mean, think they, they should, should try i they mean they try. should but you know who they knows if try they're to win it they're completely shaky bullpen and whether knows. or not they can even get past the dodgers mentally and then face the pirates right. the jays are going to be facing the rays in tampa it's going to be a huge series to pay attention to because the Jays and are they need these wins and and the Rays being home this time for the series they might actually take the series this time so right. it's going to be exciting to watch that one. The Cards are going to face the Brewers after facing the Padres. I mean, so, for the division, that series isn't really nothing. Mean no, it much doesn't mean anything because the Brewers already have that more than secured. But for the Cardinals, it's going to be. I mean, for the Brewers, it's really going to be about playing spoiler to their little brothers in the division at least this year. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's gonna be inter- it's gonna be interesting. I think the Brewers are gonna play spoiler. I I see them taking that series. And then I mean, have, I believe yeah. they should take that series because I mean, they're I 
I can't stress enough how good their pitching staff just just is. I mean, right. I, I want to believe that they take that series against the Cards, but let's say the Cards have a great series against the Padres here, and now they're on some sort of they could be they could be on a nine game winning streak. They could be on an eight and one in their last nine, but now they have so much momentum going into this game. Luckily for the Cardinals, Burns is pitching on Saturday versus the Cubs. And that would probably mean Woodruff is also going to be pitching somewhere in that same time frame. So they probably got away with facing the aces of the Brewers. But, I mean, they still have so many good pitchers like Lauer and Peralta that they would have to face. So Right, right. And then going back to the American League, the Mariners and the Athletics, which we just mentioned, are facing off like some okay series, are going to be facing off against each other here. That's going to be huge for both of them because... I mean, even though the American League East is kind of running the wild card right now, I mean, they're still very much in the race, and right. they're going to need to compete against each other to see who comes out on top of their own division, whether if not they're going to fight for second place in the American League West or not. So Yeah, I, and then we have the... And then uh, it's not really that big of a series starting, but the Phillies do have the Orioles coming up, which uh, in terms of building on any momentum they would get against the Mets is going to be huge. Because then, let's say they get a three. Let's see they get. Let's say they get a win streak going with that game with those series against the Mets. Then there's no reason it shouldn't continue with the Orioles, and they can continue to build on the momentum, potentially capture that first wild card. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's the Orioles. There's not really that much else to say about them other than that they're bad, and that whatever team is going to face them that week will probably steamroll them. But then after that, the Yanks continue with a relatively easy schedule down the stretch until the Red Sox as they face the Texas Rangers, which is just such a huge break for them, especially as the especially as the Jays and Rays have to play each other and the Red Sox have the Mets this coming week. With that, Nate, yeah. we've covered everything that you guys need to know about the wild card standings, the divisional races, and everything far in between. With that being said, this has been Saturday's edition of the Two Scene Podcast. If you enjoyed, follow us on Twitter at the Two Scene Pod. Or you can follow us on Spotify and never miss an upload. If you like our personal takes, you can follow us on our own Twitter accounts at Tyler underscore underscore Foy and at Lannon underscore Nate. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Two Scene Podcast, and we look forward to seeing you on Wednesday's edition of our very, very beautiful podcast.